1: Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is live Mike episode 40 today. That's pretty good. Pretty good. We are on a roll. I think they might keep me around. I think so. Maybe. We'll see if there's a 41, 42, 43, 50, maybe. Uh, Doug, Doug Wright did 8,000 some odd, uh, uh, episodes. So I'm not going to get too excited at 40, uh, but. We're going to give it our best shot. Uh, listen, next segment, uh, I'm excited to welcome back to the program Representative Tim Quinn. He's been making headlines uh, the last few days for a piece of legislation that he introduced uh, dealing with uh, a state's ability to recall a U.S. senator. Uh, well, we're not going to talk to him about that today. He's uh, spoken out plenty on that. Today, uh, we're going to talk about tax reform. You can think back to uh, December. I think it was December 12th. The legislature got together in special session and they passed a big tax Reform measure. Well, almost immediately we heard, of course, from former Representative Fred Cox, who undertook a, a referendum effort to get signatures, to get the repeal of this legislation on the ballot uh, in November. Well, before we got to that point, the leaders in the state legislature, along with the governor, put out a statement saying that it was their intention to that the kickoff of this legislative session uh, for that measure to be Senate Bill 2001 to be repealed. And well, that happened. The measure has been repealed. And yet <clears throat> there are remaining uh, issues deserving of attention. Uh, And one of those such issues has to do with uh, dependence and how uh, we are taxed if we have them. So back on the program is Representative Tim Quinn. Representative, I'm grateful to you for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you today? Not too bad at all. Uh, Listen, taxes can put many of us to sleep when explained. Will you do your very best to explain to us in an engaging way what you're up to? Well, uh,
0: for for most of Utah's history, we've mirrored federal tax policy in the way we file and the exemptions that we take. In December of 2017, the federal government did their form of tax reform and did away with those child exemptions and just doubled the credit. Unfortunately for Utah, which has uh, large families, many in our state with families saw tax increases, some of them as high as 216%. Um, we tried in 2018 to uh, restore those child exemptions. Uh, it was never brought to to a committee for a vote uh, but in the summer of 2018 we had a special session and we were able to find 30 million dollars and do a parcel res- restoration of those of that exemption in 2019 as part of that major tax reform bill uh, the infamous hb441 sure. we included child exemptions we did never we never voted on that policy in the tax reform bill that we passed our uh, special session in december that you referenced it was included uh i did not vote for that tax reform bill, I thought there were some things in there that did not address the issues that the state has uh, from a structural challenge, but it was repealed. So this is a fourth time we're coming back and saying, look, we need to uh, restore these exemptions so that many working Utah families with dependents uh, don't see uh, up to a 200% increase in their state taxes.
1: I see. Uh, How support for this look? I've spoken to some in uh, House and Senate leadership, and they have told me that some of the uh, some of the the troubles that we face regarding taxes are far enough down the road that we don't need to take immediate action. They didn't predict that we would have see much tax related legislation through the legislature this session. Uh, what are you hearing, and what do you feel about the the future? What's your optimism like regarding your bill here? Uh,
0: many of my colleagues in the House, I'm not for leadership and haven't really spoke to leadership about this bill uh, in depth. Certainly, many of my colleagues say we have got to get this done. Um, I've heard the phrase uh, speaking to what you just discussed. I've heard the phrase we can't give the sugar before we take uh, give them the medicine. Uh, I think that's that's unfair to the people of Utah. Um, we took money because of, a, of, a, of an action by the federal government. We took money that we never should have taken, and holding that money, the people's money, hostage for a a tax reform bill next year or two years down the road, I don't think is fair. Um, this bill does not do a complete restoration, but it does do a complete restoration up to seventy thousand dollars adjusted gross income, which is primarily for those making eighty-five, ninety thousand dollars a year with dependents. And I just think it's time that we give the money back that we never
1: should have taken. Sure, very good. Uh, well, Representative, I'm grateful to you for sharing that uh, info with me. I'm grateful for the breakdown. I'm not so great at understanding this tax stuff. I only have one child myself, and this is our first year dealing with taxes with uh, a little Piper under our roof. And so I'm just trying to starting to figure out all this dependent stuff. May I? Uh, and I apologize. <clears throat> may I ask you a question about another piece of your uh, another piece of legislation you're behind? Sure. Uh, Very quickly. We we all know and we've heard talked about your bill that would allow for the recalling of a United States senator. You've made it very clear that that effort began without uh, considering Senator Romney. uh, And so I'm I'm not going to push you on that one. But when I first when I first caught wind of this bill of yours, I thought, oh, I wonder what I wonder what the representative what else he's up to. And so I checked uh, the list of legislation that you uh, were at the time. Uh, sponsoring and it was just that one dealing with the recall but then there was also one that dealt with uh, disqualifying certain individuals from serving on jury duty Uh, and I I opened it up I I read it and I saw that what it would do is and correct me if I'm wrong uh, it would exclude from the the obligation of serving on a jury those individuals 72 years of age or older now I just, being cheeky and thinking I was funny, I asked Producer Amy, I said, Hey, uh, Producer Amy, would you do me a favor and check Senator Romney's age? And lo and behold, the good senator is 72 years old. Put my mind at ease. These two aren't related, are they?
0: No, and I didn't know how old the senator was. (laughs) Um, This was brought to me by uh, an elderly constituent of mine. It does not disqualify someone from jury duty. All it says is, look, if... Uh, you're in advanced ages 80 85 90 doesn't matter um anything over 72 and your call for jury duty this is one of the many ex- excusable reasons that we already allow people not to serve on a jury if they so choose if they want to serve they're more than welcome to serve and we would encourage them to serve but i was speaking to a prosecutor in salt lake county and the question came up what do you do to a potential juror if they get there The courthouse, they've been called to duty, and they say, I don't want to be here. He said, Both the defense attorney and the prosecuting attorney 100% of the time will excuse them and let them go home. Well, why would we make an elderly person who may have to arrange for transportation to go to the courthouse just to say, I don't want to be here, and they excuse them 100% of the time? 31 other states have these provisions. Some start as early as age 65, the highest is age 80. The vast majority are at age 70, 22 states, excuse them, at age 70. This is just an opportunity to say, look, if I've got health concerns, if I've got transportation concerns, if I get nervous in those situations because of, of advanced age, and, and Lee, I'm getting there myself, so uh, I'm not too many years away from that age, but to, to think that this, and I'm not assuming that you do or did, but to, to, to think this is associated in any way with senator romney would be a stretch beyond imagination I, I, just, <laughs> just so you know I, know I know i met with senator romney last thursday morning here at the capitol okay we had a great meeting um i told him why my bill was brought forth he appreciated and respected my answer i appreciated and respected his vote that it was his his conscience i thought the vote was wrong but I, t- I told him you absolutely have the right to vote your conscience i did the same thing on tax reform went against my party line so i respect that this has nothing to do with him nor does
1: the recall bill have anything to do with him. Very good. I, I, uh, <laughs> I brought that up in jest. I thought it was just an interesting coincidence the senator's age lined up with the age of your uh, legislation. Uh, sir, I'm grateful to you for explaining all of this to me. I'm always grateful when you appear on the program, and I'm grateful to you more than any of that for the work you're doing up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Representative Tim Quinn, sir, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Uh, listen, I'm going to take a break here in a moment. And when we come back, I want to give you a report on a story we started a number of weeks ago. We had here in studio two of Uinta County's commissioners. They had just done something for the first time here in the state of Utah. They had passed an ordinance declaring Uinta County a Second Amendment sanctuary. What does that mean? It means that in Uinta County, uh, they are, law enforcement is prohibited. Check this prohibited from enforcing state or federal laws that would, in the interpretation of the county commissioners or the sheriff, violate the Second Amendment. So if Utah were to pass something, say one of these red flag laws, or if it were to be passed at the federal level and then you went to county, that's deemed to be a violation of the United States Constitution, a violation of the Second Amendment to the Constitution. Well, law enforcement would be held liable if they tried to enforce any of those laws. Well, we had the commissioners here. I asked them if there were other commissioners around the state who might be considering that or who had reached out to them for copies of their ordinance. Well, the answer was yes. Over the weekend, I reached out to every county commissioner across the state. And in the next segment, I'm going to share with you their responses. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. And this is KSL News Radio.